Hey, you found us. It's the Ben and Matt Sportscast. I'm Ben Glicksman with my tag team partner, Matt Story. And uh, Matt, it's it's post-All-Star. We were supposed to get Yankees-Red Sox tonight, but yeah. uh, due to a number of Yankees testing positive in the COVID protocol, we will not be seeing that game. Yeah. And yeah, instead, so no, we'll be talking about no the sports. All-Star game. Yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, this is this is the uh, the slowest time of the year, and I guess it's not quite the slowest time of the year because we're in the NBA Finals still. But tonight, nothing. Yeah, mm-hmm. no no baseball, no basketball, no hockey, no football. One of those rare nights. So, yeah, let's look back on a couple nights ago in the All-Star festivities. So I, I want to start with a criticism, one that I know is shared yeah. by your father because he texted <laughs> me about it. Um, okay, okay. And you know it's shared by me as well. Major League Baseball flipped uh, the jersey situation. So instead of wearing the quote-unquote all-star jersey during the home run derby and the festivities on Monday, the players wore their team jerseys on that day and then wore the special Rocky Mountain-themed jerseys uh, the next day. For the game, yeah. Yeah. I didn't like it, I, and that from no. Twitter, it seemed like a, a healthy mix of didn't care and didn't like it. No one, I, I didn't see anyone who was like, "Oh my God, what a great decision!" Those are great. Yeah, they had well, they had you know softball team look to them. First of all, I think mm-hmm. uh, the blue ones especially felt like you know yeah, something the, you'd see in, the, a, in a you know amateur softball league or something. The like that. NL was okay. They were okay, but Not great. I'll say this. Uh, here's the here's the biggest problem I had with them, and this kind of feeds into some other conversations that we've had about baseball the last you know few years. We've talked this. There were guys in that game who I honestly did not know, and at the very least, if they're wearing their uniforms, I could tell you who they played for. Yeah. There was a guy who pitched for the American League named Soto. I still don't know who he plays for, and I don't know his first name. And that uh, I, is baseball, I, in a nutshell, that is baseball's <laughs> largest problem. Right, right. Um, and, co- contrary now, to what Stephen A. Smith said this week, <laughs> that is baseball's largest problem. I mean, it's just like, and, and, and I, I consider, I'm not a live and breathe everything baseball fan. I will admit that. Um, but, you know, there was a guy who had a double for the American League named Hernandez don't know who he plays for. I think I saw his jersey had a Blue Jay on it. I think it was Teoscar Hernandez. Okay, okay. Um, you know, but, but like, uh, yeah, I know most of the guys in the game. And I know there were also replacements. There were guys who, you know, didn't play, injured, whatever. So, so we went deeper than, you know, just the true All-Stars. But first of all, it's a bad sign. Because even though I'm not a diehard, know-every-roster baseball fan, I do watch a lot of baseball. I, I look at scores every night. Uh, you know, I think I have a pretty good feel of the game. And for there to be all-stars, starters. I mean, the two guys who played for the Pirates, Reynolds and Frazier. Is it Brian and Adam? Do I have the right names? Yeah. I didn't know coming in. Yeah. I mean, I, you know, like, and the Pirates stink. First of all, how did the Pirates get two starters? I'm not sure how that happens, uh, but you know, like they stink, and I'm looking at the names and I'm like, God, I don't know who these guys are. At the very least, if they're wearing their uniforms, their regular uniforms, I could say, Oh, that guy plays for the Tigers, or he plays for the Twins, or something, and and I get to know them just a little bit. Mm-hmm. I think, Oh, there, okay, that that Hernandez, he plays for the Blue Jays. Well, next time I see a Blue Jays game on, maybe I'll see him. 
but yeah. I didn't know who he plays for. So that that's the biggest problem for me. Yeah. Soto, by the way, is Gregory Soto from the Tigers. So you actually Tigers. did see a Tiger. <laughs> okay. See, there uh, you go. I mean, you know, and the jerseys, I know they had the team, but it was it, it was not easy to tell the team. They had, what, the three-letter abbreviation, which was half-covered by the team logo, mm-hmm. which wasn't really that visible which unless was, you were looking at the guy straight on. Which was also obscured by the fact that it was on the side of the chest yes. instead of across yes. the front. Right, unless you were staring at them straight on, you couldn't really see the logo or those three letters. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't know. I, I mean, uh, like you said, they used to, they've always worn them for the home run derby, so you could sell them anyway. I don't understand the switching of that. Um, you know, I mean, have them do that for the derby. Everybody's there. You know, I know not everybody participates, but you get a lot of guys there. They're off to the side. Well, they all you stand know. around, and it's right, fun. Right, right. You know, you had that with, with Juan Soto and you had all the Nats guys and all the, you know, uh, Fernando Tatis and all these guys. And they're like, okay, Fernando Tatis is wearing a Padres. Like, okay, cool. I knew he played for the Padres, but there are probably some people who watch the Home Run Derby who are thinking, you know, I've heard of that Tatis guy. Who does he play for? Because that's the type of people you get to watch those events, the very casual fan. Yeah. And, and you know, not not making it easy for that casual fan to say, oh, that guy plays for the Giants. That guy plays for the Padres. Okay, uh, you know, cool. Um, I don't understand that, but it's another example of baseball getting it wrong, which they seem to do a lot. Yeah, well, and then Manfred came out, did a presser where we're undoing all the rules. We're undoing yeah. all, we're yeah. back to the full game doubleheaders. Yeah. Back to which, no runner all, on I'm second. Not- I'm not buying anything yet. With no CBA, I'm not buying anything. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, you know, any any sort of like, okay, these are the rules for next year. This is what, like, I mean, from, so I, sometimes I get, you know, I'm confused by like what people want, what people don't, doesn't make sense. But if I'm a player, I love the seven inning doubleheaders. I get paid the same amount to do four innings less work than playing nine inning double. I mean, but why do I want that to go away? So well, I mean, like, wear and tear on the pitchers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so I got to think the players' association—that's a bargaining chip for them. And so I, you know, the, the whole runner on second thing—I don't, I don't know about that. Maybe it is, maybe it isn't. Um, you know, but I'm not—I'm not buying that yet. I'm not really buying anything. I'm not buying anything. Rob Manfred is selling because I just don't—I don't think he's all that great. Well, he has uh, a horrendous and, track record. Uh, he really you know, does. But yeah. the one—the one thing I will say that Rob Manfred has done is really taking the focus off of how many people hated Bud Selig. <laughs> yeah, you're right. You're right. Which really felt like when he took over, kind of felt like a no lose situation for him. It's like, you know, a lot of people didn't like the guy who was there before. There was a whole lot of, you know, black marks on his resume, steroids, strike, the tie all-star game, the ridiculousness of the all-star game deciding home field. And there was a lot of things that like, okay, yeah, this, all this guy has to do is not screw it up. And he somehow managed to, well, do his best to screw it up at least. Yeah. Well, and it's crazy because like, you know, Goodell gets paid to stand there and take bullets for right, the owner. Right. And he gets a lot of money to do it. And he does it with a smile on yeah. his face all the time. Sure. And sure. Adam Silver is like the fans commissioner and, and he's the players yeah. commissioner and he works for right. the league and the teams, but you know, he's got the best interest of the game. What is the descriptor of Manfred? A, he's a bumbler. 
Yeah, I mean, yeah, it this, seems like it. this CBA negotiation is critical to his legacy. I would say so, yes. Um, yes. I mean, it's funny you mentioned Goodell because I feel like in the last maybe 18 months, two years, that Goodell's rep has improved. They And, and a big thing is they got the CBA done. They got, you know, a new CBA, new no TV stoppage, no, no nothing, no new TV deal. They, they navigated their way through the, you know, 2020 COVID season, played every single game, uh, at, you know, not exactly a schedule, but pretty darn close. Um, and that, I mean, that was like, I feel like he's, he's, his profile has raised and, you know, maybe in part because, because he's had a foil to, to make it look worse or, or make him look better. And that's Manfred because it just like the biggest criticism, I feel like, well, not the biggest, a, a, a stinging criticism of Manfred is that it just really seems like he doesn't like baseball. <laughs> and that's <laughs> not, I mean, I know that's said sarcastically by people, but I'm not really sure it's sarcastic. And, and that's bad for someone who's in charge of baseball. Yeah, I you know I I know that people lauded uh, Theo Epstein moving into the commissioner's office, right? right. Um, and I do think that down the line he may well wind up being the commissioner of baseball if yeah. he wants it. Yeah. But either he's ineffective, or he's not being allowed to do what he needs to do because the 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 fan engagement, the game is getting worse. It, yeah. The game's getting yeah. worse, and the you know, the thing with Goodell is there was the shock and awe of the concussion stuff and the, and yeah. the CTE and, and we all collectively made decisions about how we feel about it. For me, it, right. it impacted my enjoyment, but not so much that I don't watch and don't play fantasy right. sports. For right. others, right. It, it didn't impact it at all. And, and for some, it made them turn the game off entirely, but we all made our decision, and so now it's baked in. Sure, With sure. baseball, it's just not that fun, and that's yeah. what's baked in. Is yeah. It's just not a fun experience. It's, it's not ideal in person, and it is, yeah. you know, a, a slow, boring slog at times on TV. Yeah, you know, yeah, it, it's yeah. a game I built mean, for agree. radio, and and I love that yeah. about it. But there aren't that many people like me who will put the game on the radio and listen no, to four, not. five, you're six right. innings a night. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I mean, I, I can't, I can't disagree with you there. I, you know, I don't, I don't know that there's a lot of easy fixes um, to some of the problems, but yeah, I, I don't, I don't know. I mean, you know, one, one area, I, I think, and it's not an easy fix, but you know, to have better star power, to have guys that you feel like you need to see and, and that the casual fan knows that you, you need to see. And it does feel like there's maybe a glimmer of hope in that regard. When you see, you know, Tatis and Vlad Jr. and Otani and Jacob deGrom and, you know, guys who are who are like, okay, I, you know, I want to see them. Um, but it, we're not there yet. Like there's a lot of people wishing that to already be the case. Oh, baseball's got such great star power. It could in the future, in the near future, but it's it's not there yet. You can't just snap your fingers and make that happen. It has a lot of young, apparently likable, and apparently yeah. marketable people. Because yeah. because I will yeah. tell you, do I think Trout's probably still the best player in the game? Him and Mookie Betts, yeah. But 
I think that you'll have a lot easier time selling Subway sandwiches or whatever with Tatis and Vlad Jr. Probably. and Probably. You know. Trout just doesn't seem to, like, Trout, I was thinking about Trout recently, and, and I think, you know, a good comparison maybe for Trout is a guy who's near and dear to my heart, and that's Tim Duncan. He's a great player who just doesn't seem to have a tremendous amount of interest in self-promotion and yeah. being a, a marketable star, which is fine. Yeah, Trout I mean, likes I'm not being a baseball player. Yeah, like that's totally fine. I, you, you should be who you are. But baseball does need some charismatic faces, and, and Trout just isn't it. Like Tim Duncan, if Tim Duncan was the face of the NBA – the NBA would have probably struggled a bit, not because he was a bad player, but just he wasn't really interested in that aspect so much. Well, I think uh, but they an... had Kobe and they had Shaq and they had, you know, and he had LeBron and, you know, those guys filled that role and baseball needs those baseball needs. It's Kobe and Shaq and LeBron. And I think it has it. One of the places where baseball is a problem. And, and this, I also think speaks to Manfred and the game slipping um, was when the Stephen A. Smith thing happened. If that had been yeah. a comment about Jeremy Lin, or yeah. you know, I'm he's a bad example because he he's you know from here. Speaks but, English, right? But right. you know, but pick your uh, you know. No, I got if, you. If it had been a Doncic or somebody who yeah. was like this young star who this isn't their first language and they're not comfortable speaking right. it, which Doncic right. does interviews and in, but. Adam does, Silver right, would have been right. all over this. It, it wouldn't yeah. have even been a question. And, and ESPN would have retracted it. Instead, ESPN did ESPN did what you said in text. They turned it into a segment to talk about yeah. whether it was a good idea or not. Like yeah. They, yeah. They, they brought on uh Passan, who I think is yeah, great. Passin, I think right. I think Passan is a star. Uh, yeah. for them. Uh, uh, yeah. I like him. Yeah. I think he, he could he he could become the you know, Tim Kirk, Jim Buster, only Peter Gammons level guy. Yeah. That they yeah, need. I agree. Uh, you know, he's, he's up there with Rosenthal and Stark to me in terms of like the writing. Yes. Uh, yes. But, yeah, I agree. He's good. I, I, I agree with you, but they bring him out and, and I think it, who was the other one? June Lee. Is that who it yes. was? <laughs> you know, yes. And it's like now for a comment on why it's not okay to criticize him. These guys, it's like, no, 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 no. <laughs> It's just not okay to do what he said. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, and his mean, apology of, well, as a black person, I understand this. It's like, that's right, true. Right. And, I, and I'm and i with you that you should understand this. But it does that doesn't mean yeah. you didn't say it and that you're not wrong. There wasn't even a thought of suspending him. There wasn't no. even a thought of no, taking him off no. the air for a day. No. And, and, okay, I mean, you know, I know we texted about this. I'm not going to say anything you don't already know. But... I don't I don't believe there was a thought of that because I believe Stephen A did his job. Now you could you can criticize that that should not be his job and I totally agree. I'm not I you know I think first take and shows like it pander to the very worst in us. And and sadly they're successful. But Stephen A's job is to create traffic and to get talked about on TV, radio, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, whatever they they want, they want people to talk. That's why Stephen A gets paid twelve million dollars a year, or apparently what he does, because they want to drive eyeballs and ears and and clicks and all that stuff to ESPN. And he did just that. 
And, and so I, I'm not, I don't want to go so far as to say it was pre-planned. I don't think that I think, I think that as soon as it happened and it, and it mushroomed, they thought, Hey, boom, we got what we wanted here. Uh, now we can get a whole day's worth of talk the next day about it. Yeah. And I, and I just, I don't think in inside Bristol, uh, you know, I, I mean, my dad texted me and said, you know, that if, if, you know, if Stephen A was white, he would have been fired. I don't think so. That's home. I, 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 I think Max Kellerman could have said it and they would have encouraged that too. Because, you know, yeah, I mean, Skip Bayless is on another network, but ESPN birthed him. Um, and, and he gets paid to say outlandish things. Remember Skip Bayless, wasn't it, um, last year? criticized Dak Prescott for talking about, you know, his, his mental health basically said he was, you know, weak or something to that effect. Like, you know, Dak talked about being depressed and I think it was Dak. Yeah, it was, uh, you know, it and, was. He, and he, you know, and, like, and that, didn't that, Dak's brother commit suicide? Too? Yes. Like, I mean, something like that. Yes. 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 Or, die, or did he die? I think, didn't he, he die of like cancer or something? Oh like no, that? he died. And Dak said that he had it, like that had sent that, him on a spiral contributed to it you know which i mean yeah i get you know um and and you know bayless criticized him and nothing happened because it's the same thing like that's why fox pays skip bayless they want that they, you know it's it's the it's the terrell owens corollary that we've talked about for 20 years better to get noticed for something negative than not get noticed at all and i believe espn and fox especially with those two shows first take and whatever the show is called undisputed is it's undisputed yeah. with skip and shannon sharp that's what those shows live off of that's that's manna from heaven and i mean you know go even further right now is a slow time these nba finals are not a lebron nba final so they they don't have lebron to kick around or talk about his legacy or is he better than jordan or blah 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 uh it's it's a relatively mundane nba finals when it comes to you know star power Chris Paul and Giannis are not LeBron. They're not Durant. They're they're not like you know. Well, it's not Brooklyn and it's not LA. Right? They're, yeah, it's not. It's it's they're they're great players. You know, they're both being the Hall of Fame, and they you know Giannis won two MVPs, but they're not at that level. And and so it's a slow time. We're not in football season yet, and and this is the perfect sort of like, hey, we we just generated two days worth of interest on our show. At a time where maybe people aren't as interested, because what do we talk about for two hours? I mean, I don't watch first take, but I am—I think I'm correct in that it's just them talking for two hours, right? I mean, they don't do other—they don't do segments or feature stories or anything. It's just them yammering for for two straight hours, basically, with commercials. It's basically like a radio show put to television. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, like it's it's PTI times four. And, and the whole beauty of PTI and why, why I liked PTI, not all the personalities that were on it originally, they're not quite the same anymore, but you know, it was, it was short bursts. They didn't have a chance to yell at each other about the same topic for 10 minutes because they only had 22 minutes in the, of broadcast time. And so you got short stories and then you moved on to something else. But first take, I mean, I, I'm pretty sure they just, you know, they, they just yammer about, you know, Dak Prescott and his contract or, LeBron and you know why he's not as good as Jordan it's it like I said it just caters to the worst in us yeah so I I don't I don't think there was any thought of punishing Stephen A because I I bet they secretly behind closed doors they patted him on the back and said way to go man earning that salary 
This is why we pay you. Probably. And that's terrible in its own. I mean, I just, that's what I believe. I, you know, I, I could be wrong. I'll never know. Um, but I just, you know, I just think that's why shows like that exist. And then there's, there's, you know, unfortunately a lot of carbon copies of them. There's, you know, there's Skip on Fox Sports. There's, you know, Speak for Yourself with whoever's on that now. It used to be Whitlock. He's not there anymore. He's on his 18th different place since he left Fox. Um, you know, but I mean, it's it's all the same. Just two people that yell at each other about sports. It's mm-hmm. the worst. It reminds me of a story of um, sports reporters. So yeah. They would do these things on sports reporters where they would have a debate. And I think it was Bob Ryan and Mike Lupica, but I don't remember. Um, but I think the story was a Dick Schaap story that they were f- filming it. And during the rehearsal, they argued one side of it. And then in the show, they just flipped and each of them argued the other side. <laughs> you know, Interesting. Not, yeah, not because their that. convictions changed, just because they could. So they did. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean. And and I used to like sports reporters. I, I'm guessing you probably did too. Oh yeah. Um, you know, it was a it was a relatively reasoned discussion. And the beauty of sports reporters was it was once a week mm-hmm. for a half hour. So you didn't you didn't have saturation of topics. You didn't talk about LeBron nonstop because if LeBron wasn't in the news, there were other things in the news to talk about for a half hour on Sunday morning. Um, and that's the thing is, you know, now you've got sports reporters, quote unquote, that have two and a half hours to talk every day. They don't, they don't need to talk that much. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, as much as I love talking sports with you, if we did this five days a week, we'd, we'd run out of things to talk about. Mm-hmm. And then we create, and then we just, you know, you create other things that don't really deserve to be talked about. One well, isn't the lesson here that, you know, this is why ESPN keeps trying to create live content. Yes, because yes. you know, Giannis hurt his knee. Okay, you can talk about that for a day, <laughs> right? Right. But you know, there's but not yeah. any new, de- you know, there is no, no new development. It's it's but they the keep Adam talking about it because they have no choice. Well, it's Adam Schefter. You know, did a I think it was on a podcast where he talked about it's like, yeah, you know, Aaron doesn't really want to be in Green Bay. Like he just yeah. came out and said that again. It's like, well. Do you have anything else to tell me? Because this is right. what you told me at the right. draft. I agree. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, I, I, I don't know. It, it just, um, I guess it's just the, the nature of the beast of, you know, again, we've, we've talked about it a lot lately, the changing sports media. And you think about how it, how it was and how it is, uh, you know, I'll give you, a, I'll give you a different example that came to my attention. I saw there's a book out, a bunch of guys and passing might be one of them. Um, wrote essays about Pedro Gomez. Yeah, passing is one of and, them. Yeah, and, and it looks like a good book, you know. And, and of course, Gomez always makes me think back to the early D-backs days when he was the MLB guy for the Republic. And and uh, I saw I, I got I saw a column that he wrote on the morning of Game Seven, two thousand one. Diamondbacks going for their first championship, you know, and a column where he probably fairly. But not not harshly, not a rip job. But he criticized Kurt Schilling for basically being a drama queen, for and and things I'd forgotten that Kurt Schilling had kind of laid the groundwork that he probably couldn't really pitch in Game Seven, but he'd do the best he could. So he kind of laid out like you know I'll be a hero if I'm successful, but it won't be my fault if I'm not. 
um, and how he kind of threw Brenly under the bus after game four when he took him out, uh, or game five, I think it was, game five, he took him out and said, you know, I was ready to keep pitching. And I'm thinking, that would never happen now. Like, can you imagine if the Sun, let's say the Suns and Bucks are in game seven in a few days. You think anybody in the Republic would dare write a crossword about Chris Paul on the morning of game seven? Not a chance. Mm-hmm. Not a chance in hell. And it, and it wasn't an unfair column, just a fair look, you know, but 20 years, man, I mean, you just, you, you don't do that anymore because the team will have to communicate you. So you got to be a fanboy. That's, mm-hmm. that's the only way to go about it. Yeah. It's the, the state of sports media, unless you get niche sports media. Yeah. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's bad nationally because, like you said, it, it, it has, it feels like sunk to the lowest common denominator in a lot of yeah. ways. Yeah. You know, yeah. Sports Center and Baseball so. Tonight are, you know, anachronistic. They're of another time because we can they find out are. on our phone immediately what happened and see the highlights. What happened. Exactly. And, and see really the, the beat reporter feedback on it. Yeah. So I don't need yeah. to see that. Like, I, you know, I remember I would watch baseball tonight to see the three Brewer highlights because otherwise sure. I wasn't going to know what happened in the game. Sure, sure. Well, and I mean, ESPN used to replay SportsCenter over and over in the mornings. And and I would watch them sometimes before I went to school or whatever because, yeah, that was your way to find out what happened the night before. Uh, you know, you'd get scores that you didn't know. You didn't know who won the game. Or if you did, you didn't see any highlights. So, yeah, you're right. I mean, those those things aren't as necessary. Highlights are certainly not as necessary on TV as they used to be. And so what happens? We have replaced highlights with debate. Yeah. Um, because that's the that's still a format that TV can give us that we can't get on Twitter. I mean, we do, but in a different way. Like in TV, we can put two guys yammering for 15 minutes about one topic. And it's like, well, and, and that's the sad thing is people eat it up. Mm-hmm. That's, I mean, that's why it exists. If people didn't watch and they didn't react, it wouldn't exist. Uh, but, you know, and that's what I mean by Stephen A. Like, I, I remember over a decade ago when I was working at Target, and there was a kid I worked with who was younger than me. And, you know, we got done in the morning and he, you know, I'm a, I don't even know if it was called first take back at the time. Like, I'm going home and watching, you know, whatever it's called, you know, cold pizza. Gotta see what Stephen A has to say. Uh, yeah, it might have been, you know, and, and I remember saying, like, oh, I can't stand that. And he's like, oh, I, I, you know, I disagree with everything he says. And I'm thinking, well, then why are you watching? But I mean, you're you're the problem. Like, well, but it's the ha- it's the Howard Stern thing that, you know, yeah. he wrote about in private parts. It's like. You know, people who like him listen. You know, we can't take him off the air. People who like him listen to him for forty-five minutes a day. Well, what about yeah. people who don't like him? They listen to him for an hour a day. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it is, it is true, and that's that's why you know, going back to what you said ten minutes ago, you know, there was no thought of taking Stephen A. off the air. No, of course not. Because if they had come back to that show Tuesday or when, whatever, when did he say it? Monday. I yeah, think he it said was. it Monday, right or, before the Derby. The home run Derby. Right, it was the home run derby night, yeah. Um, and, and you know, if, if you turn that show on on Tuesday and he's not on, people will tune it out. Because they'll be like, oh, well, you know, no no point in watching this. He's the he's the guy I love or he's the guy I love to hate. But they're watching. And, you know, it's it's uh, sad but true, I guess. So, uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't know. I, I do think uh, 
you know, I, I'm not a Stephen A. guy at all. Uh, you know, I, I wish he wasn't around, but you know, I, like I said, I, I think he did his job. He did what ESPN pays him for. Yeah. Yeah, I suppose. Um, speaking of guys doing their job, Pete Thamel's doing his job over at Yahoo. Uh, just yeah, he's, burying ASU athletics. He's got, you know, to use some parlance from a show that we both enjoyed, the the ASU corners, Pete Thamel owns them. He's like mm-hmm. Marlowe in season four. He owns those corners, man. Don't even come close. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, he, he came out with the story following up on reports, internal reports about an ASU uh, athletic office official who got terminated. He said in retaliation for lodging a complaint about a a booster a big money booster who had uh sexually harassed fans uh and attendees of games and events including bobby hurley's wife um, and this guy's wife apparently and his own wife right and uh this was cohen right dave cohen yeah the name yeah yeah and and the pleadings uh which are public uh yahoo took the best lines out of and, and made a story yeah. which does not paint uh, Gene Boyd, Ray Anderson, or this booster in a good light at all. No, it does not. No, no. Now, it's one side of the story. I mean, I guess to, to be fair to it, we, we should say that right away. It, it's one version of events, and I'm sure Ray Anderson has a different version of events. But, uh, I mean, as I, as I texted you, this story combined with the recruiting stuff, it really starts to paint the picture of Ray Anderson as just kind of a rogue, I don't care about any rules type of leader. And that's not a great picture to have. I mean, I think some NCAA rules are stupid. And, you know, I think, I think most would agree that like some of this stuff is ridiculous and you can roll your eyes at it. But, you know, to the, the picture comes out of, you know, and this was out a year ago in the story, you know, but you know, no one's going to tell me how to talk to a Blanken booster or something like that. It's, it's not a good picture. Well, the other thing is an NCAA violation is a Ray Anderson problem with Michael Crow overseeing it. Sure. A lawsuit against the school is a Michael Crow problem with the Board of Regents overseeing it. That's true. That's true. And, yeah. and as yeah. we talked about with the NCAA stuff, this is going to land on somebody, but it's not going to be Michael Crow. No, probably not. And, probably not, and this is going to be the same thing. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you do wonder, like, how long does Michael Crow stick by Ray Anderson before, you know, like, how much smoke can he take before it's like, okay, I, I, that just, you know, whether this stuff is all true, you're, you're putting us in a bad spot. Mm. And uh, now that said, he was Ray. I mean, he picked Ray Anderson. Mm-hmm. So the same way we talked about, you know, if Herb Edwards goes down, it feels like Ray Anderson should go down too. You know, Michael Crow made an outside the box hire to pick Ray Anderson. wasn't quite as outside the box as picking Herb Edwards to be the football coach, but you know, it was not a traditional administrator in in college athletics. Yeah. And you know, when that blows up, I mean, I, like I, I agree with you, I don't think it's going to take down Michael Crow, but should it? Maybe if it really blows up, I, I kind of feel like it probably at least looks bad on him, if nothing else. Well, I mean, I think what is going to happen is Crow makes some sort of crack about innovation. 
and and that it comes with you know fits and starts and this is what we're experiencing now yeah um and then he does a he he you know makes it sound like he's doing a big outside the box move again but he just brings he fires him and he brings in a very acceptable candidate yeah 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 i mean you know again i i suppose now you're right you know they're, they're two different things ncaa rules and and you know this. turning a blind eye to sexual harassment or uh, you know whatever and and i mean the the line in i guess asu's findings it's not great when it's like well you know he just sexually harassed i mean i know they didn't say it exactly this way but kind of like you know it was just sexual harassment not sexual assault like okay i guess that's true better, but it's still not good yeah uh, you know and and if you ignored it that doesn't make it better well uh, and that's the know. thing is it's not like it happened once Right. They issued this report. It got handled. It was like it happened multiple. It, if you believe times. the the allegations, he was warned by this guy. He was warned yes. by Hurley. He was warned by other attendees. Yeah. He was warned yeah. by other athletic department officials. Uh, okay. So it yeah. wasn't as bad as it could be. It's like, well, at least he didn't murder anybody. Well, <laughs> sure, that, yeah, that's yeah, true. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I mean, that's not, it's not great. And it just, uh, you know, I, look, I mean, we all know that in, at every major college that plays sports, that money talks and, and that, you know, a big time booster, which this guy was, is, is going to get a little bit more of a free pass on things than you and I would if we showed up at a game. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, look uh, at Miami know. with Nevin Shapiro sure. and Uncle Luke. Sure. It's, you uh, know, yeah. I mean, I get it. I, I totally get it. You know, I mean, if, if you and I went to an ASU basketball game and got drunk and, and were belligerent, we'd get kicked out. And a guy like that, it's just going to be like, hey, let's escort you to the to the room under here and let's just kind of, you know, let's hide this. And I get it. That's the way it is. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's it's a bad – I mean, you know, you kind of forget as – I mean, so much has, has occurred at ASU in the last, you know, year and a half – some stuff not their fault you know but you know you kind of forget the tone of Hurley I mean that was in that story Hurley's email to Anderson about you know this this you know kind of leaves me feeling like you don't care and you're turning and it's like god dang how do you how do you work for a guy like that when you know it seems like you you you've lost respect for him at least is how it sounded in the way that email was worded when when and, we talked about that before we talked about how it it, it kind of felt like Anderson has to just leave Hurley alone now. Like yes. he just needs, yes. if there's something the athletic department needs from Bobby Hurley, that ask needs to come from somewhere else, somebody else, in some right. other way. And you just let him do his thing. Cause right. you can't, right. you know, you can't look that guy in the face anymore. Yeah. I mean, that, that is the type of thing that causes a, a permanent fracture in a relationship. If you feel like, you know, your, your wife is not protected by your employer that's probably a tough one to get over. I mean, I, you know, bosses and employees have disagreements all the time and, and, you know, that's the nature of the beast, but stuff like that is, that's a hard one to kind of just, uh, you know, be like, well, okay, I feel better about that now. No big deal. You know, I was, I was mad, but now I'm not like, you know, if you really feel that way, you probably still feel that way. Yeah. Seriously. So I don't know, man. It's just, it's, um, you know, it's another not great, happening for asu and and you know it it all 
flows to the top. And, you know, I, I read the, uh, I don't know if you saw the athletic, you know, recruiting confidential thing. They're doing different states and they did one about California, I think yesterday or the day before. And, you know, there was some talk about, you know, Antonio Pierce really does a great job. And I'm like, well, we, maybe he's doing too great a job recruiting California. It just makes you wonder now. Oh, yeah. Well, there was a, I don't know if you saw a ranking came out of like the top <laughs> 50 young recruits and, and Hawkins and Gill are both on it. No, I didn't. And it yeah. was, you know, people were saying like, wow, they should be even higher. Or, you know, they, yeah. you know, this is just the beginning. It's like, unless they get hit with a show cause penalty and right, can't right, talk to anyone yeah. for three years. Yeah, you could be Todd McNair, the uh, the guy who coached at USC and, and, you know, basically had his career come to a screeching halt because of the Reggie Bush stuff. So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. That's an extreme circumstance, but um, – yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I know one of the comments in that recruiting story said something about, you know, I hope, I hope, you know, Pierce survives everything that's happening right now. Like, oh no! If I was a betting man, I would not. I I do not like the chances of Antonio Pierce still being employed at ASU in two years. Yeah, maybe less than that. I mean, I think it'll be this season. I don't, you know, I don't see any changes happening before this season unless much worse stuff comes out. But Boy, uh, you know, it goes back to what we said. Feels like all in for 2021 because who the hell knows what's going to happen after. Well, and there are there are two guys now who you can serve up before you get to the the tippy top. You can give yeah. him Pierce instead of Edwards, and you can give him Boyd instead of Ray Ray. True, true, true. And you and, know, and I, then you, you gotta hope it's enough. Yeah, yeah, and it might be. You know, it, it might be, um, I don't know. I mean, it, it certainly could be Gene Boyd instead of Ray Anderson. That, yeah. to me, makes even more sense. And personally, I would have no problem with it because, you know, I'm not a fan of Gene Boyd's. Um, and, and, you know, if, if Gene Boyd ends up being the poison pill in this, you know, ASU experiment, I won't be totally surprised. Let's just leave it at that. I don't, I, he was the one guy that I knew of. He was there when I was there. And the fact they gave him so much power in all this was always made me uncomfortable. Yeah. Yeah, you've been you've been very consistent on that. I've point. been on the Gene Boyd is not suited for his job corners, to use that analogy, for a while. Yeah. Yeah. I mean I I didn't honestly I, I was not wowed by Gene Boyd when he was the, you know, academic advisor or whatever term he had. I mean, he was like the head of student athlete development. I I didn't think like, oh, this guy's amazing. You know, we, we had student athlete development that resulted in, you know, baseball players being declared academically ineligible. Like, yeah. I thought that was supposed to be what they tried to avoid. Basketball right? and you football know. players committing various felonies. Right, right, yeah. Like, eh, I, don't, I don't know, but, you know, uh, the one thing I guess you must be able to say about Gene Boyd, and I, I mean, I, I can't argue this or support it, he must be a good schmoozer. He must be a good, you know, like the new people come in because, you know, he was there before Ray, before her, before Pierce, before all these guys. And he's managed to ingratiate himself with that crew when they would have had no previous knowledge of him. Mm-hmm. So he, he must be a good BSer, to put it that way. Yeah. It's going to be interesting to see where this all lands. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. It's going to it. It's 
the the hard part is you're it's a little bit the sky is falling yeah um because it didn't fall today and it's probably not going to fall tomorrow right right but it's also a little bit like you're just a, a weather man and it's like yeah but it's gonna come crashing down yeah like yeah. we can I mean, it, we all can see where this is coming and it's yeah. just a question of like when does it hit and how bad does it go yeah agreed agreed and that that is why you know and and soon very soon we're gonna we're gonna get into our football season previews and we've already talked about it a number of times it just feels like it's it's put up or shut up time this year because if you don't put up this this group might be shut up by outside forces uh you know we we kind of felt that way anyway you know it was like okay it's time to prove it this year Mm -hmm. but you felt like well but you know like things are still on the right track and now it does not feel like things are on the right track so it's like oh yeah you better you better do it it's kind of like having a team of aging veterans in the nfl and you know that you got free agents coming up and you got retirements and you got coaches that are going to be moving on. And it's like, all right, let's do it now. Cause it ain't going to look the same in 2022 probably. Yeah. Well, as Matt alluded to, the previews are coming. Uh, yes, indeed. Uh, we're, Maybe as soon as our next discussion, I don't know. Yeah. I was going to say, we are talking about weeks, not months before that the previews. Correct. Yes. And, yes. Hey, we're talking about, just over, you know, what, a month and a half till the season starts. And what a time that will be. Yes, indeed. Uh, we'll be back. We'll preview all that. We'll talk about the NBA Finals, which should be wrapped up. Uh, until next I would time, think, yes. he's Matt. I'm Ben. It's the Ben Matt Sportscast.